everybody welcome back to another episode of the journey of oz podcast it's your boy oz we are back it is 2020 we made it we survived not much more i can say about it um i hope you all feel good i hope you all feel great um at this standpoint of this year of this first quarter man things have been popping off world war (laughs) three damn near actually not really but still people definitely went down down that path with it i'm actually gonna delve into my notes here so that way i don't get completely lost uh it's been a minute since i've got a chance to actually sit down and do this so what's been happening with me um since the last time i sat down and had a recording that would have been in november um my uncle my mother's father passed away um i know he's resting in in peace that's for sure and he's in a better place um, so dealing with that, dealing with my mom, who obviously, if you know anything about the show, had was a little bit of a hiatus last year, last summer, because I lost my father to cancer. So with my mother dealing with that, it's been kind of a crazy time. The family's been hurting, and it's been a crazy year, but we're moving on to bigger, bigger better things here in 2020. I've got the support of my family, and uh, I can't wait to get into this. So what's new with me? Um, I actually ended up selling my Mercedes-Benz. A couple different factors that went into it. Uh, One of which was uh, the cost. The cost of maintenance, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, $2,500 worth of maintenance within literally 9, 10 months. Um, I put miles on my vehicle. I don't lease. That's not a thing for me. I just drive too much. Um, Just my lifestyle and things I have going on. It's never really been an option for me. So with that being said, I bought and uh, it's got to be maintained. So looking at it, you <laughs> you start looking at how much it costs to put fuel in the vehicle, how much, you know, your payments are not so much. But then you also start looking into the maintenance every time I need to take it in to get worked on. It's going to be about 250, 20,000 miles going to be over twelve hundred bucks, period. There's no way around it. So. With that being said, you want to make sure I'm getting something that, one, is more functional, and two, cost cost me, you know, roughly around the same amount, but it also costs less for maintenance and less for fuel, and I got into a 2019 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited, so that's the four-door. Uh, it's pretty sick. You can check it out. I have it posted up on my Instagram page. I like it a lot. You know, obviously, people are going to Ask me, what are you going to do to it next? you going to raise it up? Are you going to put a lift on it? Are you going to do this, this, and that? I, I honestly don't know yet. I'm new to the whole thing, but I love the way it rides. I've used it, what, twice now to actually move things back from Georgia, from my mom's place that she wanted me to have. That chair that's behind me used to belong to my dad. Um, another chair that we've got upstairs. We'll be bringing back some beds and stuff like that as well. So it's actually coming handy, and then eventually we're going to be able to tow some things as well. So we get a pendle, or a pendle hook here or a ball uh i guess what do you call it uh what is the word for it it's it's escaping right now but basically yeah a uh (laughs) a hitch yeah so once i have that installed we're good to go i've already got the receptacle on the jeeps and basically just need to look for a, a hitch and then we're good to go um oh yeah so today funny thing happened i ended up leaving after I got up, you know, I slept for, for most of the day getting ready for this and just getting ready for a night shift because that's what I work. I work nights. That's what I do. Um, 
And so I try to adjust for that and just try to be a night owl pretty much on my days off as much as I can. Um, but when I went out to my vehicle today, there was a Camaro parked so damn close to me that I could not like get my door all the way open without like touching their mirror. And there's plenty of space to park to the left of them. There weren't exactly lines, but you know, you can spit, you can fit four cars, but most people park like assholes in this spot in my neighborhood. So only three can fit in this area. So I, I live like in a townhome area. So you have, you know, your garage, your one spot for you that's, you know, in your little driveway. And then you have to find like community parking. There's a couple of different community parking spots that are closer to my place that I like to park in. This one can fit four, but people park like assholes. So typically there's only three spots that are utilized there. And this is one of the assholes. It's one of those white Camaros with the with the red stripe, a racing stripe, fucking idiot, whatever. But so then I end up going, I end up heading, heading over to Lowe's. We have to get garbage bags, use the industrial strength ones so they don't get busted open or something if we have to set them out. And it just, they're just better, like the contracting bags from Lowe's. So we, I go to get that, I pick up some Starbucks or whatever because I wanted a coffee. There's no coffee here. And I ended up coming back to the house. And on the way back, freaking Camaro, another Camaro, just like no turn signal, another just cuts me off. Listen here, man. Camaro drivers, stop being assholes. Stop. If you have a Camaro, you think you're the shit, newsflash, motherfucker, you're not better than the rest of us. Your shit stinks too. So stop the shit. I'm just saying. Give a, give a brother a break. We were all excited that you got the vehicle you got. doesn't give you free range to be a dick. And it's only a Camaro. It's not like a Bugatti or something top of the line that everybody else and their uncle and their aunt done already have. Chill out. <laughs> That's my little two cents on that. It really pissed me off, but fuck Camaros. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, um, I'm getting ready to use, I know this is going to sound crazy, I'm getting ready to use the Blackboard for the first time ever. So, for my training for my job... I've got two courses I got to go through on a blackboard. Does anybody have any advice for that? Is it seamless? It's been like over 10, over 13 years since I've had to mess with blackboard. And the first time around, it's at Eastern Michigan University and it was straight trash. Um, needless to say, things didn't go too well with that and I ended up dropping out of that course. Uh, so yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I got going on. I thought I had a little notification. Um, but anyway. Any advice with that? And then for those of you who saw the Michigan-Alabama game, I'll give you my two cents on that. We did what we could. We did what we could. I know we had Jones. Uh, we were playing against Jones there and not uh, Tua, and people thought we were going to pull out the win. I mean, come on, man. We were, we were up going into the half. Nordine hits a 57-yard field goal, the longest, I think, in a bowl game for him or for the university. Don't quote me, but longest shit. Super impressive. I'm really impressed with that guy because watching him earlier in his career was a damn travesty. I was like, why is this guy on the team? Why is he even here? That was something else. So big ups to him. That was awesome. Since then, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has declared for the draft. I believe uh, Tariq Black is now a Georgia Bulldog. So I get to watch him still. And I think, was it Nico Collins is actually returning. So he's going to be He's going to be back, coming back, and a couple other players are coming back, and then, you know, some players that didn't get too much time, they're jumping ship. Don't blame them. They, I think they had a lot of potential this year. They just didn't pan out, and it's, that seems to be the story of the 
Jim Harbaugh coached Michigan Wolverines. Tons of potential, all this great recruiting, but they don't pan out. So with that being said, I don't blame any of the guys who are jumping ship. Don't be mad at them. They want to go someplace where they can actually get on the field, play, win, or at least at least play and lose. Like, what's the point sitting behind somebody like, you know, a Shea Patterson? Like, seriously? You already know what I feel about that, but I'll give you a little two cents about it. If something's not working, you you know, you have all these pieces you can put into play. Something's not working, and it continues to not work, and you're losing games because of this. You should be able to, as a head coach or a coordinator, say, let's tweak it, let's pull him out for a couple series, see what's going on with this guy's head, and then push forward. If we're not able to do that, then what the, what the hell is the purpose of even being a ball coach at this point? Just let the kids go out there and ragtag it. Play backyard football every day. Every Saturday during the season, go ahead and do that. See if you win a game. That's the difference between being excellent and just showing up. Apparently, they just want to just show up, get their check from the university, and that's it. That's simply what it is. That's in my eyes. That's how it's going. So, I don't know. I guess I'll talk about Michigan football when I'm most frazzled about the outcome. <clears throat> but as far as my pick for national champions, a lot of people are saying the Clemson Tigers are going to pull it off and, you know, vice versa with LSU. Riding into this one, I'm starting looking at competition. Really thinking Jarborough Jer- and those uh, Tigers from LSU are going to be pulling that one off. I don't think they're going to blow Clemson out, but I think they just, at this point, they're a more dominant team and he's playing better football. I look at Clemson's schedule, and then I look at LSU's schedule. Which more is more? Which more is more impressive? I can't exactly say that I one is more impressive than the other, but I'm kind of rocking with the SEC on this one. And what LSU did to Georgia. Come on, man. I mean, I know you got the you got the, the one loss against South Carolina that was pretty bad. And then you, LSU absolutely destroyed them. I just don't know if they can necessarily, and then you know, pull it out. <sighs> I don't know, but I guess I'm rocking with LSU on this one for the game. I want them to go ahead and win, win one for the SEC. I'm just kind of glad, like this year, no, there's no Alabama in the national championship game. As far as the NFL, there's no. There's no Patriots, and I think it was some kind of weird thing, like. Whenever one of those teams missed the final, the other one misses it as well. Since in the uh, in the Nick Saban and Belichick era, if LSU or not if LSU, but if the Patriots miss the uh, miss miss going to the Super Bowl, so does Alabama. It's some it's some kind of weird stat, but I saw it like a while back, and I thought that was pretty interesting. It's like the, f- the football gods to be between Saban and. Uh, Belichick, they got something going on there. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> so, looking at our Detroit Lions, there's been a lot of rumors going around the little rumor mill around the, around the uh, good old cooler that Tom Brady, now that he's a free agent, may be coming to Detroit to play. How are they going to utilize him? I have no freaking idea. But we do need a quarterback. It doesn't look like Matthew Stafford is going to be returning. In my eyes... I don't think he's going to be returning to the field in a, in a while, man. He has some pretty serious injuries. He's got a lot of stuff going on in life, and he's already secured the bag. The man's got enough money. He doesn't really need to play anymore if he, if he doesn't want to. 
Tom Brady is all about the game. We already know that. I think he'd be successful if we could put an O-line out there to protect him. Because the fact of the matter is, he's slowing down and he wasn't that fast to begin with. When you play for the Detroit Lions, you better have your running sneakers on. Because uh, it's going to be a long day for you, buddy. That, that O-line is a turnstile. It just is what it is. <laughs> what else do we have going on? Pistons. They're doing what they can. I know they got the tread day deadline coming up. Everybody wants Andre Drummond gone for some more picks. I'm not even going to speak on that one really, but it's been interesting seeing them play and not getting blown out of the water completely. I mean, I guess. <laughs> uh, what else do we have going on here? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm actually working this next weekend, so I'll miss this, but Donald Cerrone versus Conor McGregor. At 170 pounds. You all remember the last time this dude ran his mouth to somebody like this. Well, I guess he's not running his mouth this much. But when he stepped up to 170, he got dealt with. I think that could potentially happen again if Donald Cerrone decides he's going to rush or run up on McGregor like that. He might get dropped. I think Cerrone should take him to the ground. That's the blueprint to beat him. Take him to the ground. Use your wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Beat the mess out of him in the process. Get him to submit because we all know he's going to break. It is what it is. He's a great fighter, but they figured him out. So unless he comes with something new, it's going to be a rough time. I did see the uh, interview uh, Conor McGregor did with Ariel, Ariel Hawani of the Ariel Hawani show at ESPN. Um, I thought it was really interesting that he didn't badmouth anybody during this interview. He didn't go that route. I think he's finally learned a lesson. This is not what it's all about. He's figured it out and everything is for the better. So hopefully he's turning, turning over, uh, turning over a new uh, page and a new book, a new chapter to where he doesn't find the need to have to do that to actually sell fights. He's way past that. Everybody knows who he is. So big ups to you, at least on that kind of McGregor, but I still want you to lose. So it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. One thing we got coming around the corner. Let's look, man. It's not too much time. We got we're almost at the halfway mark of January, February. We all got that favorite time of the year, March Madness. I am gonna be putting out some kind of bracket out there. If people want to participate with me, I'll probably put it up on Facebook. Have a link in the Instagram and then on YouTube <clears throat> for you guys if you want to join. Probably get a little bracket going. Who knows? Maybe put like twenty five bucks in. We'll have like a winner. Maybe we get that going. I didn't do a bracket last year just because I didn't have the time. I barely watched, uh, you know, like all the games like I typically do everywhere I go. But this year, I think I'm going to do more, more, uh, more of watching the games, maybe placing some bets, you know, playing a couple brackets and uh, watching my Michigan Wolverines. They were not playing too bad. Um, you know, we got some pretty key wins, but then at the same time, we lost to some unranked opponents. So we're playing good ball still. I got a lot of faith in Juwan Howard. I like what he's doing with the program. You guys keep going, go blue. Totally, just keep doing what you're doing. You're on the you're on you're trending upward. I'll put it that way. You're trending upward, and we all like it. It's better than going out there, and you know. I would say get get everything out of the way now. See where your see where weaknesses are now, instead of like winning out the season, and then we get to we get to March Madness now, where we don't know how to play ball. Make your mistakes now. So I'm glad they're making them now. I know they'll learn off of it. It's a pretty talented group. They're gonna get it done. So what else we got here? March Madness on the corner. Yep, 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 yep. In the NFL playoffs. I didn't watch any games today. I watched the Tennessee game yesterday, and Derrick Henry is 
a freaking monster of the Tennessee Titans, man. That dude is ridiculous. He runs upright and is just, the dude's like 6'5", 278 pounds, I think, something like that. It's something ridiculous, maybe 260, just all muscle. I mean, the dude looks like a defensive end. He looks like if Jordavian Clowney was a running back. It's freaking insane. <laughs> so I did watch that. That was pretty cool to watch Tennessee uh, win, you know, yesterday. So they're one game away from being in the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens with that. Other than that, I don't have any other dogs in the fight. So it was pretty cool watching him do his thing. Um, And the other thing I wanted to mention was that I really, 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 really want to have some guests on the show. That's one thing I really want to do. I want to have guests on the show. I want to see if we can get that done. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not opposed, especially now that I have the, uh, the SUV, the truck, if you must, come into somebody else's place as long as you got to, you know, I can do all my editing and stuff back at, uh, at my place. But coming over, setting up, I've got the lighting. I got everything I pretty much need, you know, mics, mixers, all that, all that shit. I've got it. And, um, yeah, just do the damn thing and, and record an episode. I love to, I love to do it. Um, that, and I'm also capable. I can take phone calls, whatever, pretty much you want to do with it. If you want to be a guest on the show, I can make it happen. So if you really want to do that and you're listening, I'm going to tell you right now, all you got to do is send me an email at the journey of Oz and that's the journey of Oz at gmail.com. It's all one word. Just type it out. The journey of Oz. That is T H E J O U R N E Y O F O Z at gmail.com. Go ahead and do that. Send me an email. Anything you want me to speak on, any topics. Um, if you want to come on the show, you can contact me that way, or you can contact me on Instagram at the underscore journey underscore of underscore Oz. Also, if you check in, in the bio of my YouTube page, so up above, you can check that out. Click, you can add me on Instagram, and you can add me on Facebook, and it'll be all gravy. That's all you got to do. You're just one click away. Go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you do that down below. Dan Blue, and uh, <laughs> it'll be a uh, be a good time. Definitely, uh, make sure you make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, and definitely love to uh, you know chat back and forth, Instagram, whatever. Follow, like like the photos, whatever. I'll try to like do like at least my two cents for the day. <laughs> I try to do that when I have the time to do it. When I'm not driving, I'm trying to be better at that. Not playing on my phone when I'm driving. Um, <laughs> but other than that, let's see. What else do I have that I want to speak on? Oh, yeah. I think I also mentioned in this new year where I'm actually selling a home. So it's my first time doing that. I've purchased two homes before, but I've never sold one. So this has been a lot of fun uh, so far. And I mean that sarcastically. Um, the one thing I noticed about being a, I guess, landlord, essentially, which I shouldn't have been because I had a property management team is that they're going to tear your shit up. Even if you don't think they are, you know, or, you know, it's not that bad or, oh, it's going to be fine, you know, we'll, you know, we'll get their deposit. I mean, it's not that simple. 
you're gonna as soon as they get out of there and even after they walk through you're gonna find shit that you didn't think was gonna be torn up or that you know you didn't notice because they you know they still had stuff in the house you're not gonna start finding things until after everything is moved out once everything is moved out of there it's definitely gonna be the time where you're gonna like start finding everything you're gonna have to clean up weird smells you name it like we found it all so we're, we're working with that right now we're going to get that done and uh everything's sewn up so the house has been on the market um if you follow my uh, my facebook page you can click on you know on the actual link try to purchase the home if you would like to i'll leave it up to you guys you can check it out it is in the lovely city of columbia south carolina it's pretty close to uh fort jackson army base and uh also it's you know pretty close to pretty much if you go like five miles in any direction you're going to run to restaurants shopping the whole the whole caboodle you know walking trails parks um the zoo everything is everything is close everything you could imagine that you would want to do is relatively close only thing is far away that's far away is you know obviously atlanta is like two and a half hours two hours 45 minutes away and then you've got athens which is about two hours away athens georgia and then Charleston's about also two hours away towards the coast, so east of here. Um, and, you know, I work about 45 minutes from home. I'm, I'm used to the ride. I'm used to doing that. Uh, it's not too big of a deal, but, you know, we're, we're in a good spot. We got some friends that are still here from when we lived here before, just right around the corner. Just, you know, try to kick it with them when we can. They're both civilians now, so that's been pretty cool kicking it with them. What else has happened over this last week that was pretty cool that I got a chance to do? Hmm. Well, honestly, just being more of a homebody at this point, just, you know, with the traveling for funerals and, and visiting with family and making sure they're all good and everything, that's been kind of tasking. But finally getting finally getting our place back to where it needs to be. Still unpacking. It's been like six months, you know with the unpacking of things and I got a garage I still got to clean I got the I got a house that I got to finish painting there's that one I didn't get done um but we're finally taking back our our space we're finally cleaning we're finally organizing getting things that we, the way that we want them just spending more time uh at home getting that done like this weekend I really didn't want to leave the house but ended up going on a date with the wife that was pretty cool um we checked out a like a Mexican fusion restaurant in Columbia, South Carolina, in the Five Points area. And then we ended up hitting up a bar uh, called Bar None. It was pretty cool. Um, it is a bar's bar. Wood finished everywhere, you know. They got like a little uh, shuffleboard uh, table. And uh, that's <laughs> that's it, it was strictly that. So we just had like one drink there and then, we, you know, kicked it for a little bit after dinner and then, headed back home we're right back to it and then we ended up kicking it over at my boy uh jimmy's house big up to them thanks for everything appreciate it watched a couple playoff games and just you know shot the shit so other than that um one thing that i did want to tell you guys is i don't know if you guys remember but i did actually have some pretty bad feet like i had plantar fasciitis um over the last three years and then i you know got that under control with stretches and you know moderate moderation of how much i'm actually running and then I, you know getting insoles and everything else what the what food you're taking in um after any activity where you know i'm running or on my feet a lot making sure that i you know if i need to take anything for inflammation i do that or if i need to take you know um or if i need to actually ice my feet 
boom, whatever. So I've definitely had any issue. I've gone to get looked at it maybe about over a month ago now. Um, I didn't want to be on a profile for my, you know, my, my yearly PT test. I didn't want to do that. Uh, I took a mock. Um, it didn't work out. I was actually in tears trying to run. My knees swell up. It was, it was ugly. Really a lot of pain. Um, didn't like that at all. So what uh, ended up happening was um, I went to the doctor like, hey, here's what it is. You need to do these stretches to help out. Here's some painkillers like, you know, Motrin or ibuprofen or whatever. And then uh, they're like, you can ice them, do this, this and that. So, you know, I've did the whole icing thing after every time I've tried to run on them. Um, painful every time, you know. Um, then he didn't really tell me exactly what I had, but he was like, if it continues to hurt, come back, you know. He made sure he checked out, you know, that my knee was good or whatever and that all the ligaments were actually attached. So that was good that there was no major tears or anything like that. But looks like tendonitis. Uh, patellar tendonitis so I actually ran my last PT or my mock PT test this last week I ran with patellar bands on and that shit worked um, it was absolutely it was absolutely amazing the difference in the run I mean I ran at a pretty slow pace slow for me slow for slow for anybody that's younger than me that's for sure but it, a pass is a pass you know clocked in 81 not proud of it but considering I could barely run before that without like an, an egregious amount of pain and I took painkillers before, like I'm happy with that. Push up sit ups were a breeze. Um, but that run killed. I mean, it's gonna get better as time goes and I drop a little bit more weight because obviously there was a little bit of weight gain. I normally walked around between one sixty five and one seventy five, and I at one point was almost up to hundred and ninety pounds over a month ago. So now that I've dropped that weight I'm closer to 180. I think I'll, it's probably like, I'm probably like 180, 181 pounds right now. I didn't weigh myself uh, within the last 24 hours. I've just been chilling. So I didn't do that. I'll weigh myself in the morning when I get up before work and then, you know, I consume all my food and water load. And I'll just see where I'm at with that. Um, but the goal is to get down to at least 175, 170, somewhere in there between 170, 175. Sit there for a little while manage that and then go down to 160 165 that's ultimately where i want to be that's where i want to be when i compete for any jiu-jitsu match i'm going through with that with everything that's um another thing i want to tell you guys is you're gonna have to make sacrifices especially when you're trying to sell a home because now i have two mortgages um also not fun um <laughs> so with that being said we had to move some things around and it looks like you know i've got to make a sacrifice for at least a couple months hopefully nothing past april and uh in the way of you know jujitsu so that's gonna have to take a back seat for now this will be the first major break i've had that wasn't um an injury in my jujitsu career obviously i'm gonna continue to you know stay in shape and use everything i have available to me for through the military to make sure that i get everything knocked out that i need to get knocked out and stay in shape but no jujitsu for a little while jujitsu will be there and i'll be fine i mean i'm sure i have a, a a rough time when I come back and I'm going to pay every single penance for not being on the mat. And I know it's coming. I'm a tough individual and I'll be fine with that. I'm just going to take your beatings, man. That's what it is. What it is. So it'll be there. I know I'll be back to it. I may even try to hit up like another gym or whatever that's significantly cheaper. I love where I'm at, but the fact of the matter is right now, I just can't afford it. I just can't afford it. 
So it is what it is. But I'll be back. I'll be back soon. And yeah, big and big shout out to everybody over at uh, Spartan MMA in uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. Spartan MMA Professor Gibson Sa, love you, man. Um, I you know talk with him about it. He's like, I understand. Plus, you know, just my work schedule has also been kicking my behind, man. I'm, I'm working, working nights and trying to sleep during the day. When you get home at like seven, you know, seven thirty, eight thirty in the morning, you got to be back, be back up by like one or two. <laughs> Your options are to stay up past, or go to sleep at one or two and wake up at like four, so you can be back at work at six. It's just not happening. So, I wish there was. I wish it was set up a little bit differently. Maybe I'll talk to the leadership about it, see if they could do something about it. Like, hey, dude, like, how about like a Straight up like an 8 to 8. That way I can still see people at work, get off a decent time, go work out, then go to sleep, and then still have time like before I go to work. So maybe that might work a little bit better. I don't know. We'll have to see. That's my only advice with that. So I know I just said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm also going to give you guys a little bit of input on, you know, everything that I think, you know, as far as everything with the with the uh, Iran situation that's going on. Some people say Iran. I believe it's Iran. So, <laughs> man, you people need to not be divided with this. Um, that's my thing. You can have an opinion. You can, you know, agree to disagree. Don't hate on one another, whatever. Because, you know, somebody has a different opinion of everything. I think that everything got handled the way it should have been handled. Um I mean, I, my 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 heart is heavy for those who lost their lives, especially with um you know the commercial plane that was shot down by Iran. Um, they reached out and they say you know our bad basically. I can understand why they would they you know they'd be heightened at that point, or an alert. You just send off rockets towards military installations and attacked it. Um, so they were definitely expecting you know retaliation immediately and. The U.S. did their part and they waited on it. And basically, like anything else, you're going to get fucked up. So, and they didn't do shit. So, they didn't hit anything. We already had a heads up that it was coming. We got our guys out of there. We're all safe. So, I'm happy about that. Hopefully, they can come to some kind of agreement. So, we're not going to fuck with one another. We're going to be good and everything will be a okay. That'll be great. Um, <laughs> hopefully, um, Everything gets resolved with this. Um, I mean, the dude they took out, Soleimani, man, that was a bad dude. Even Iranians were like, yo, fuck this guy, man. He's a piece of shit. Like, the people that are in these parties, they're, you know, are in the Capitol or whatever, that they get paid to, you know, say things like death to America and shit like that, man. Like, that's, that's what they get paid to do, apparently. There's just bad people out there that want to push an image and make people think that, Oh, this is what we're all about. This is uh, it's it can't be with a country that's that big. Everybody there can't be happy with what's going on, and then these people are trapped. So, just keep in mind, like one person's actions can't speak for everybody in a country. That's ridiculous. So, if you think that, then you're just an ignorant asshole. And uh, if and if you're hearing it and you're th- and you're thinking, man, like fuck you, dude, you're that ignorant asshole. <laughs> so. I hope that you, you know, eat shit and die then in that case. <laughs> but like I was saying, man, uh, I, prayers, good prayers and, and well wishes and, and hope people can recover for what, from what's happened. Families and generations of people don't hold this and 
just a lot of healing needs to happen, man. Hopefully we don't go any further with this and everything stays safe. But the one thing that I wanted to tell you guys is in the mat in like the midst of everything that was going down, the first things that went through my mind were, hey, we need to get gas because <laughs> where we're at in South Carolina, I don't know if this is just a southern thing, but like people flip out over any kind of natural disaster. I couldn't imagine if we had an attack happen on this soil here. People would lose their fucking minds. So I was like, hey, told my wife to go get gas in the car. Everything was good with that. She's like, what do we need to get? Like jerry cans and you know. So some things started coming, you know, down the pipeline that um, I really, 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 really wanted to make sure that we had. And I created a list of things. And some of the things that were on there, I broke down like in different sectors, you know, like communication. So radios, radio batteries, rechargeable, um, making sure we can send some kind of, you know, text back and forth, maybe using satellite signal, satellite radios uh, or satellite phones. Um, everything from jerry cans, containers for water, purification systems, uh, thinking about ammo for all the weapons that we've got that we have, thinking about you know lock boxes and actual plans of action that we would have if something were to happen, so we know which direction we would go in based off of where something happened, where a catastrophe happened, or where an event happened, just knowing what our plans are and having them already typed out, ready to go, or written out, ready to go. Um, you know, combinations, and, you know, everything you could think of if the shit hit the fan here in, in the good old U.S. of A. Well, we know exactly what's going on. And as a unit, as a family, we all know what to say. Safe words, all that stuff. So I implore you, especially if you got family or, you know, that you're living with some other, you know, family or whatever. Have a plan. Have a plan. Be be ready to move because you never know. I we I personally I lived through nine eleven as a child, and there's no like I lived so we lived in Northwest Detroit and I went to school in South or we lived in Northwest Detroit and I went to school in Southeast Detroit so downtown. When the bus lines weren't moving, I took the city bus, you know, from from school and back to you know back home every day. So when that didn't happen, I was stuck. I had a cell phone. Oh, yeah. Cell phone didn't work. The freaking airways were just flooded with people all at one time. Towers were overloaded. There was no way to get back home. And my parents were still picking up my other siblings and going, you know, going back home or whatever. Because the same things happened to them. We all went to different schools. So when that happened, it was like city shut down. There was no way, you know, no plans going in and out. Nothing. People were trapped where they were at unless, you know. And then the roads were chaotic as well. People was like, you know, almost like state of lawlessness, lawlessness, uh, because of the catastrophe that happened. People like are mentally not ready for some shit like that. Especially, I mean, and I hate to put it this way, but civilians, you guys, and like, and there's some people in the military as well, just not, you know, not built for that, but or didn't know exactly what to do or what to expect. Nobody thinks about it until it's happening. So, with that being said, I don't want to be one of those people just running around with no idea what I'm doing, where, where I'm going to go, how I'm going to do it. And I mean, I wrote on this, on this uh, board here for a minute, and I'm just going to read off some of the stuff I had on here. So here we go. And, you know, I still got to make my Excel spreadsheet and everything for it, but this is what I got going. So <clears throat> we got little ones. We got the dog. So um, we got two kids and two dogs. So just making sure that, we have everything for the ch for the children, 
just like we would have for ourselves. Um, to to build our actual bug out kit, we're looking at for calm. We're looking at you know a power source, power banks, um, HF radios for you know handheld and vehicle, maybe a CB radio. We're looking at also for food, you know, obviously in water, your basic survival kit, MREs or, you know, bottled water, uh, containment systems or containment for water and fuel because you're going to need that. So stocking up a bit on that as well. So we have enough to get at least, I would say, four or five hours away. At least four or five hours away in one vehicle, maybe two. Um, also looking for gas masks. Two for adults, two for children, <laughs> filters for them as backups, uh, a safe for the vehicle, safe, safes for the vehicles. Because, you know, if you're going someplace, you're going to need cash. Think about it. If, you know, we get hit by something and all the electronics go down, you need something to bargain with. Cash. Cash and food. <laughs> I know this seems like crazy and I'm talking about this, but it's, it's, it would be a reality. Also, you know, you need, you know, batteries. You're going to need some source of light. So you could probably want like maybe Pelican. That's my brand that I like. Pelican flashlights or Fireshore. I have a couple of those are pretty dope too. Obviously, you know, clothes, you need boots, long sleeve, because you want to prepare for the winter as well. You can always roll your sleeves up, uh, you know, underwear, t-shirts, good socks. You want to take care of your feet. Make sure you're doing that. Um, and then also, you know, just in case you're out there, tents, tripwire for this perimeter, whether that be, you know, a laser sensor or actual physical wire, sleeping bags, um, making sure that you also, and I have one in my vehicle um, as well, but making sure you have like a first aid kit, your tourniquet, scissors, uh, combat gauze, uh, quick clot, um, making sure you actually have more than one tourniquet. Like I've, I've got like one now and I've got a couple more that I'm ordering right now so I can have up to like four just for my vehicle and another one for the wife's. Um, and then, you know, just um, also looking into water sterilization, looking for options for that. Um, some other things, you know, like I said before, I'm looking into a trailer hitch wall for uh, the vehicle. And then also looking at trailers out there. I haven't had to go shopping for one, but it'd be nice to have a trailer that, you know, I could lock and everything and take with me in a pinch. And then also I wanted to research, you know, routes to where, you know, or routes, as you must say. So, you know, back and forth to where we're going and, you know, which would be the most uh, safe and not as crowded route to take to get to where we want to go. So just knowing that alone and how much I've still got to do. Um, imagine trying to do that in like a pinch, like when it happens, you're not going to be thinking straight. So. I'm working on it now, and hopefully we can uh, press forward and be all right with that. <clears throat> so what else did I have? I know that's like, what else did you have? Um, but other than that, I know that I've touched on, you know, mental health in the past and everything before. And I just want to let you guys know um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing, you know, doing a little bit better. But, you know, every once in a while things still pop up where I'm, you know, bothered. Um, and I didn't even realize, you know you're irritated or something's overwhelming or a memory or a thought of, you know, my father or you know, now with my uncle as well, or moments they've shared between one another, you know, seeing my, my cousins and just things that happen throughout the day where you realize, man, I wasn't thinking clearly at that moment or, you know, or, or like, man, this is kind of nuts and it still bothers you. So 
I know for a fact um, when everything clears up the schedule and I'm able to get on a better schedule for work within a couple weeks, hopefully, uh, pressing forward to the point where I can actually go get looked at and not lose crazy amounts of sleep um, and just talk to somebody who can talk, you know, talk and maybe see, you know, if it's something that can we can do to make make this a little bit easier or coping, you know, methods or whatever. I mean, I rarely like I enjoy a couple drinks for it, but I rarely drink. I don't really buy alcohol and bring it to my house. Um, it's just not me, but, uh, I'll tell you from experience, it's not a good coping tool. People don't do it. Um, if you're in a bad way, don't consume any alcohol. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I really don't have a guest right now. I think the, the next big thing I'm really want to gear myself up for is March Madness. I know eventually this year I also want to make a hockey game, which is the closest place is Riley, uh, North Carolina. And then... What else would I want to do? I mean, obviously, March Madness. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, and football season's going to be over, and then baseball season start up, maybe go down to Florida, watch the Tigers uh, camp. I've never done that, but I've heard it's a lot of fun. Um, I know i got some people that I know down there um, in that area, I believe. So that'd be pretty cool to go down and uh, see them. But like I said before, people, make sure you subscribe down below hit that little subscribe button and then make sure you add me on instagram or follow me on instagram i should say add me on facebook um the journey of oz uh the journey of oz podcast you can find my page on there i post little silly things on there all the time you know maybe leave some comments on there and some videos or whatever i try to whatever i upload there i try to upload or put some of the videos links that I upload to YouTube on Facebook for those people who just won't get into it so that way they know I'm still around and I'm still doing my thing. Because in the past, I used to just upload everything to Facebook. But this will be edited and put onto uh, Facebook. It's a little bit shorter. I know we're like about 45 minutes, 42 minutes right now, somewhere in that uh, area. But it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to having a guest. Like I said before, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at the Journey of Oz at Gmail dot com you can reach me there email me we'll talk we'll chop it up we'll coordinate something and uh we'll meet up someplace and we'll do an interview i'm even opposed to doing you know something out in the field like i said i've got you know all the equipment that i possibly could need right now in order to you know to get a good interview in or hell i'll drop you the number if you want and then you call in and uh we're good and we'll do it over the phone so I know with everything coming up, I'm definitely going to want to also put out those brackets when they come around for March Madness. So I'll be doing an episode with that and doing a review of all the teams. So you guys, I know it's about a month and a half away. But hey, I'll be ready. I'm ready to take you guys' money anytime you want to just hand it over. Bring it to me. I could use it. (laughs) But all right, people. It's been a lot of fun. I'll talk to you again. This is the very first episode of 2020. Happy New Year. For those who made it through healthy, let's kick today's ass. Let's kick tomorrow's ass the whole damn week, the month, and the year. Let's have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, man, I can't wait to talk to you guys here soon again for Episode 2 of Season 2 of the Journey of Eyes podcast. Thanks for having me, people. Peace.